five cats, two pussies. This is Ronnie. And this is Lindsay. And this is a podcast where we talk about witchy things yeah. and our cats and how our week went and anything else that comes to mind, really. Really, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a great episode for today. Dude, totally. It is New Year's Eve right around the corner. So we are going to do a little New Year's episode. Yeah. It'll be fun. It will be fun. I think we're going to talk a little bit about some pagan traditions from from not Celtic lore, <laughs> for once. Right, <laughs> dude? I know. That's exciting. Some at-home New Year's witchy stuff that you can do to set yourself up for a successful 2021. And maybe do a little self-reflection. Yeah, dude. I think we should. I think we should. I think that we had some good intentions set for last year that we should revisit. Absolutely. I think it's uh, amazing that... This is episode 61, and our last New Year's episode was episode 9. Dude, I know. <laughs> we, we listened to a little bit of it before we started recording this, and it was, it was kind of fun. <laughs> a little awkward, but kind of fun. <laughs> but before we get into our New Year's episode, Lindsay, how was your week? You know, dude, I had a pretty good week after, like a month of having a monster hand and not being able to do <laughs> anything with it. I finally was able to do stuff this week that, w that I really needed to do like wash my hair with two Ooh, hands. Glamorous. Yes. And shave my legs. That's probably been like, <laughs> I mean, that's probably been like a good two months since I've done that, but whatever. But something that I really need to do, needed to do, was to trim my 70s bush again. Ah. I can't do that with my left hand, so. But I was able to. <laughs> nice. Congratulations. Yes. Thanks, man. <laughs> you know, washing your hair with both hands really is a luxury. Yeah, I can't imagine having to do that with only one hand. I mean, I know people can do it, uh, as you are proof, but... Yeah, I mean, it didn't really feel clean though. Yeah, until <laughs> like just losing the entire mobility of one hand for several weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can now wipe my ass again. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Which was, I mean, let's be honest here. When you're at home, you've got a bidet. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's easy enough to like pat dry with my right. left hand, but if I had to do a full on wipe, it's just, it, I, I, I would have suffered. <laughs> <laughs> I would have had a dirty butthole for a oh, month. Oh <laughs> no. Well, nobody wants a dirty butthole. <laughs> no, it's fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a very lovely week. I didn't have a, I didn't have a, a hand that was healing, but I have taken some time off work for, for all of last week and all of this week. And, and, and time off work is never 100% off work, but I managed to only work a couple hours last week and it was very rewarding things that I got done. But now I'm kind of doing the like countdown of like, I've only got X amount of days oh, until no. I have to go back to work. And I like my job very much. I'll make that very clear. But it's been a while since I've taken time off and I have not taken two full consecutive weeks off since 2004. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I've really enjoyed doing nothing. I had this whole list of like, I'm going to be so productive. I'm going to get so much stuff done because in April, I think I took a week off and that was a big deal. 
and I put in my like raised beds and I got all my plants in. And I was like super productive. And I thought that's what really what I was going to do. I was going to like finish setting up my office and paint the, the recording studio and like do a bunch of like other home renovation stuff. Turns out what I really needed was a bunch of days to like binge watch the season two of Lost in Space and a bunch of dumbass movies and read a trashy D&D vampire novel for seven hours. Awesome. <laughs> like, I've done nothing and it's been great. Uh, those are the best vacations, dude. My favorite, at least. Yeah, I, I forgot how to vacation and I have truly vacationed <laughs> and it has been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> And also now that now that the presents are gone from under the tree, the cats are so much happier. Oh, I felt like they didn't know where to sleep for a few days. Oh, <laughs> because they've been always sort of sleeping in this corner where the tree went, which is great. And then when the tree went up, they just took to sleeping under the tree. Not I think because the tree was there, but because. That's where their corner was. Right, right. And so Kenway and Django hadn't snuggled, like, like really snuggled in several days. And last night they were all about it. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> that <laughs> is great. so cute. I don't think my cats would know what to do if I had a tree in the apartment. I feel like one of them would eat the lights and the other one would climb it. One of them would definitely eat the lights. It would be pterodactyl. She would bite straight through the cord, and then I would have no lights. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> <laughs> Mister probably would climb it. He likes to knock shit over. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's, that's exactly what would happen. And I only lost one ornament this year. Wow. So far. It's not down yet. <laughs> 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 yeah. Only lost one. I'm very proud of them. Last year, I think I lost three. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <sighs> so we were also gifted a beautiful surprise. We I were. guess you, you were. Uh, we were. I'm going to take credit for this one, too. <laughs> no, yeah, you should. It was definitely sent with the intention of us using it as a new ritual candle. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. And I forgot it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are starting this new year off with a bang. <laughs> so, well, I think it's, you know, I think that's fair and appropriate. I'd love to have the new year episode with the new candle. But at the same time, it's not technically the new year yet. It's not. So our first recording in the new year may have a new candle. It may have. So long as I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be dope. <laughs> but we have something cool to use today in lieu of yeah. a new candle. Okay, so Engineer Dan gifted me an incense waterfall thing. I don't know what to call it. It's an incense waterfall, I guess. That's really cool. I don't know what it is, though. I can't wait to light this and show you. So <laughs> I'm going to take a second. It's not a ritual candle. Today we have ritual incense. We're going to cleanse everything. It's going to be great. I can't wait to light this and show you. When I, I watched it work, I was like, oh shit, it's working, it's working. <laughs> I'm so excited. So give me a second, I'm going to light it. Awesome. Okay, so it does take a minute to like actually start to work and take effect. Okay. So why don't we take a break and come back and then you can tell us <laughs> what your reaction to this is. Okay. Because I feel like that, that in-between time is exactly <laughs> how long this is going to take to start doing its thing. Awesome. Cool. We'll be back in a sec. See you soon, witches. 
Dude, Ronnie, I've got to say this like waterfall incense thing is really cool. It's really cool, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like super exciting watching it cascade down. There's like different alternating levels kind of, yeah. almost like almost like little bowls. Yep, going down this like column like thing yep <laughs> and they're like like each little bowl pocket fills with the smoke and then it like it gets full and it cascades down into the next one and yeah dude it totally looks like a waterfall it's pretty sweet it's awesome it definitely doesn't like having any sort of air disturbance in the area though so we have we have the window open here in the recording studio uh to make it a little bit you know a little bit nicer a little bit safer uh, for us but that has definitely fucked with the flow of the incense, but it is, it's dope and I love it. And now it smells nice in here. It does smell nice in here. Yeah, it totally does. What's the scent supposed to be? So this just came with a bag of like mixed incense and it's a special shape and it's got a little hole in the bottom to make it work right. And so I don't know what the scent of this one is supposed to be. The bag wasn't labeled, but I fully intend to buy or try maybe to make mm. some incense cones. Cool. So... As long as it's got the little hole in the bottom, I think it'll work. And I'll just get some actual scents that I know what it is. This is, you know, just generic incense. Generically nice. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, New Year's. We all, I think, know about, you know, the ball dropping and champagne toasts and, I don't know, fancy lobster dinners and awkward engagement surprises and whatever else that comes with New Year's Eve, traditionally, a really bad hangover the next day. Yes. <laughs> but um, this is a different kind of New Year. We're all going to be, you know, mostly, I hope, think staying inside doing our own thing and we thought it would be great to take a moment to discuss some of the other new year traditions from from around the world so Lindsay, you have dug up a doozy yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm really psyched about this one dude because I, i've skimmed your notes and they were like, fantastic <laughs> So you, you mentioned earlier, we talk a lot about like Celtic, Anglo-Saxon stuff. I wanted to try to find something that was a little bit different. So I, I started looking up like Egyptian traditions, ancient Egyptian traditions. And man, those people knew how to have some fun. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so in ancient Egypt, the new year began with the flooding of the Nile, which was typically around like July or August or like, you know, kind of like the middle of those months. But it was always dependent and and predicted around the time that Sirius, which is the brightest star in the sky, would return to the sky after being absent for 70 days. Ooh, okay. So... So this is not a like January 1st New Year's tradition. This is New Year's according to the Egyptians in the whatever summer? year it was. <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. so they started their year with the flooding of the Nile. Okay. Essentially. Sweet. 
they celebrated the, this new cycle, like yearly cycle with a festival that they called Wepit Renpit, which translates to opening of the year. And they would honor it with like feasts and drinking and like religious stuff because essentially it celebrated the death and rebirth of Osiris who was the god of the underworld and the judge of the dead. And thus, it also celebrated the rebirth of the land and the people. And I really like that. Yeah. I love that. Like that, That's one of the things that when I think about New Year that I always have oh, maybe a little bit of trouble with it being in the middle of fucking winter <laughs> is <laughs> the idea of it. Like, it. It is a time for newness and tradition and rebirth and setting new intentions. And I like yeah. that the Egyptians got that. They did. I mean, they got a lot of things. They, like <laughs> All in all, I think that they were pretty smart. But the celebration, it could last for days and days. And during this first month of the New Year, which was called Thoth, or Toth. Oh, I'm not yep. entirely certain how to pronounce that. There was another festival that was hosted, and it was usually on the 20th day of the month, and it's called the Festival of Drunkenness. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which celebrated the, the saving of humankind. Dope. <laughs> <laughs> Through drunkenness. <laughs> Through drunkenness. Yeah. Now, this is why. Basically, humans used to live with the gods. And at some point, between them like living with the gods and, and mingling with the gods, they were all, we've had enough of you, Ra, sun god. And they began to conspire against him. So Ra heard about this, and Ra was like, fuck, man, what do I do? So he called up all of the other gods and was like, dudes, what should I do? And the other gods told him to send his eye down there to, like, fuck shit up. Now, his eye is not like his eyeball. It's like, oh. like you know in Game of Thrones where they call, like, whoever... Oh, the spider? No, nope. like, like the hand of the king. Oh! So it's essentially like that. It's oh, like, okay. you know, the person that does all the shit. Okay. All right. So, yeah, like, second in command, your, your gopher guy. Yes, exactly. So he sent his eye down to like punish them, and his eye is Hathor, who was a goddess. Like, oh. like she, she was like a sky goddess. Cool. I, I, yeah, some some kind of like sky goddess. So so Ra is like, I know what you're up to to the humans, and the humans got all scared and they fled into the desert. So Hathor's like, party time. <laughs> And she turns herself into the form of the lioness goddess Sekhmet. And then she, like, she chases all of the humans into the desert and she starts slaughtering them. So she's got this, like, bloodlust going on. Oh, no, and that's not a party. Yeah, dude, she's tearing them to shreds. And she's on this, like, murder rampage. But then Ross started kind of feeling bad about it. Oh, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> All your friends <laughs> turned their back on you and then you killed them and then you're like, oh, but now I have no friends. Yes, pretty <laughs> much, right? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> so Ra started formulating this plan to stop Hathor or slash segment, right? He, so he had his dudes gather up a bunch of hematite and, oh. and grind it up. Yeah. And then he had his other dudes like brew a bunch, of, like gather a bunch of barley and brew a bunch of beer and then he mixed the two of them together, and the beer started looking like blood. <gasps> okay. 
Yeah. Then what? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. You hooked me with hematite. <laughs> I'm like, crystals and beer? <laughs> yeah. Crystals and beer. So yeah. Grinds it up, mixes it in the beer. It starts to look like blood. It's said that they had like 7,000 jars of this shit by the time they were done. Okay. <laughs> so after all of it's made and jarred and ready to go, Raw takes the jars and he like dumps them out and the liquid floods the fields. So Hathor is like walking by. She's like, need some humans, need some blood. And she sees all this liquid on the ground. She thinks it's blood. And she's like, yes, blood must drink. So she drinks it, gets wasted, passes the fuck out. Oh, no. She can't kill any more people. Okay. Well, that's fair. Yeah. So Ra, with his hematite and his beer, saved humankind from Hathor. She got drunk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so I'm sorry. I'm still fixated on this hematite thing. Yeah. <laughs> so hematite's this like shiny black metallic-y looking stone. Yeah. That is, I use it in fortune telling as a grounding stone. Uh-huh. But it has a lot of like now sort of like new age magical properties. And I like that the Egyptians mixed it with like grounded up and mixed it with beer and because I immediately I was like, well, how does this look like blood? And it doesn't matter. It's a dark stone. Yeah. <laughs> and it just sounds really cool. Well, maybe we should try it one of these days. I don't know like how we're going to grind up rocks. No, whatever, I'm not going to like try it. And maybe it Fair. does have this like kind of reddish dye. Fair. I'll to have it. to look into that. But yeah. I'm definitely like I, I love when little things like that sort of tie together. Yeah. But yeah. So. So she gets drunk and she gets drunk, stops killing Humankind people. Humankind is saved, stops killing people. So after this happens, the Egyptians, of course, are like, okay, well, now we need to annually celebrate the day that we were saved. And not only do we need to like honor Hathor because she didn't kill all of us, but we also need to like ask the gods to keep us safe for another year, every single year year so the ancient egyptians on this day the 20th of thoth toth whatever they (laughs) will they will or i don't know that i don't think that they do it anymore i wish they did i got maybe we can bring it back (laughs) but they'll get wasted like beyond wasted they will get destroyed to the point of passing out on temple floors because they're usually celebrated in temples i think sometimes maybe they would do it in the home where they would like hang out on patios and stuff like that but the 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 goal of this celebration is to get so fucked up that you pass the fuck out wow yes now they have their they did have their like designated drivers the people who wouldn't get drunk Everybody needs one of those friends right? when you are in total intent is right? to get to the point of blackout. Yeah. So, well, so most of these people are getting destroyed, but they would have like a handful of people who would wait for everybody to get destroyed, pass out. And then they would walk around pounding drums to wake them up so that they could go and do their like religious stuff. Oh my God. The world's most pissed off, hung over <laughs> religious people. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagining a lot of a lot of gripping of the forehead, a lot of covering of the ears, and a lot of like unintentional vomiting. Right? Probably some fights too. Being Probably. like, dude, leave me alone. I'm drunk. Get yeah. that drum out of my face. Yeah. 
<laughs> or maybe not. Maybe they were like so pious that they were all like, you're right. I need to get up and, and I'll go and honor my gods. Maybe. Maybe. That'd be nice. That would be nice. No violence. <laughs> no hatred of the sober people. <laughs> 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 the moral of the story, I think, is people are weird. And while we may still be weird these days, the things that we do are usually a little more subtle. I love it. Uh, I absolutely love that story. I think the, my takeaway is even thousands of years ago, people were celebrating New Year's with drunkenness. True. <laughs> they absolutely were. And loud noises. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and maybe that's where some of our new, tr- new Year's traditions come from. You never know. Uh, I think that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> So, Ronnie, what are what are some things that people do today in honor of pagan traditions? What are some things that you think that people can do now that, you know, maybe doesn't incorporate all of the drunkenness, but that that honors uh, the new year? Sure. Yeah. So I think that this is kind of a different new year. And as much as I may personally loathe going out drinking on New Year's Eve, uh, because it's total amateur hour, but <laughs> this is a uh, first, I think, for a lot of folks where you're not going to get a chance to celebrate maybe the way that you normally would. And that's okay. And I think that there's still a lot of fun that you can have, and there's still a lot of things that you can do to celebrate New Year's. So I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to sort of bring some suggestions. These aren't must-dos, but these are things that I really like about bringing in the new year, setting some fresh intentions, and uh, and still celebrating, but maybe in a more like personal at-home kind of way. Yeah, I like that. So, that being said, what I propose, I suppose, is more of a new year ritual. So, if you are listening and you are witchy inclined, I want to walk you through a little bit of a New Year's ritual for setting some fresh intentions. Because the New Year, whether you celebrate it in Egyptian times, in whatever month Toth was, and you know you're celebrating like a sort of a saving of humanity, or which kind of feels oddly appropriate right now, doesn't it? Oh my gosh. Uh, or you're celebrating because it's, it's a time where a lot of people, even though it's, you know, the Gregorian calendar new year, which, you know, isn't necessarily the, like the witch's new year, which is, uh, Samhain or the spring equinox, which is the like astrological new year, but it's still like, it's a new year and that comes with it a lot of, a lot of rebirth. It's, it's a time to like shed the old, to think about the past year, to think about the things you want to change, a new year, a new you, new beginnings, all that good stuff. Awesome. Last year, 20, this year, last year, whatever, 2020 sucked for a lot of people. Yeah. It was a hard year. And so I think there's a lot to shed and there's a lot of opportunity to stop and think about not only what to shed, but to really just pause for a hot second. Like this has been a long ass pandemic and it is, we are like starting to see bright spots on the horizon. So what a great opportunity in the new year to just like stop, think, give thanks and set some fresh intentions. So what you're going to need 
if you even want to like pause and do this along with me, cool. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I would recommend that you like, you know, maybe grab your phone or grab a piece of paper and just write down some of the things that maybe you'll need and think about it and set this up for yourself for New Year's Eve. You will need a black candle. So black candle, my belief is that a black candle transmutes negative energy. It, it, it absorbs it, it changes it, it gives it back. Um, it can also increase power in different ways. Candle magic is a very like unique and special thing in and of itself. But for this, I recommend a black candle. If all you got is white or beeswax or yellow, I don't give a shit. Light a candle. But if you have a black one or access to a black one, grab that. One quartz crystal. It can be any type of quartz. I was just going to ask that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say, like, this is where I'm going to be like, and asterisk, this is a variation of a variation of a variation of a Wiccan ritual. And I have taken the things that I really liked out of each of these that I've gone through and read and sort of put them together in what I feel comfortable putting out into the world. And you are going to, as a listener, as your own practice, take what you want from this, leave what you don't. I am really firmly ingrained in that methodology or that belief of magical practice. So as a green witch, I take what I want and I just disregard the rest. <laughs> it's one of the things I like about witchcraft. Yeah, you can definitely make it your own yeah. when you want to make it your own or when it's necessary or whenever. Yeah. Yeah, you should make it your own. So the reason quartz is suggested is because quartz is a crystal that amplifies power. It amplifies the energy that is um, installed or imbued upon it. So maybe like, maybe you've only got one type of quartz. Maybe it's a smoky quartz. Maybe it's a rose quartz, whatever. And you want to use that? Cool. Use whatever you've got. But if you have options, maybe think about me, like what your intentions are, what you want to let go of, what you want to manifest uh, or set for an intention for the new year and choose something that is appropriate to that. So if you're all about love and harmony and, and really like family growth and that sort of thing, relationships, maybe choose a rose quartz. If you're looking for something that's a little bit more personal, grounding, energy, personal strength and growth, choose a smoky quartz. And there's all kinds. So choose the one that's right for you. You'll need a chalice and water. So a chalice is a fancy ass cup. It's usually sanctified in some way, whatever. I'm going to say right here and now, choose a cup that means something to you. Can I use a pint glass if I have a pint glass? Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. Now, I wouldn't recommend just choosing any old water glass from your cabinet. I would recommend choosing a glass that means something to you. Okay. So if you have a pint glass from a favorite bar that you can't go to anymore, dope. Use that. If you have a pint glass with the like insignia of a beer brand that you're like, this is for all the beers I wanted to drink at a bar this year, <laughs> and then use that. I was gifted a new teacup over Christmas. Maybe Aww. I'll use that. I don't know. But a favorite coffee mug, like it doesn't matter. If there's a, like a vessel that can hold water that means something to you, no matter how big, small, silly, whatever, I don't care if it's a water bottle. If it means something to you, use that. I would use my whiskey goblet. That's Ooh, my favorite. I love that you have a whiskey goblet. You drank out of it. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. You called it my whiskey goblet. <laughs> <laughs> 
And as for <laughs> as for water, um, yeah, use whatever. Use tap water, sparkling water. If you've made moon water, maybe you want to use that. If you're like, water is gross. I would recommend using something water-based that personally, I would not choose alcohol for this because alcohol does have that. It changes you and your nature property to Mm -hmm. it. So maybe choose like a favorite tea or something like that. Uh, But I would choose, you know, either a tea, a moon water or just tap water, whatever. You're going to need incense. Maybe you make your own. Maybe you buy one. Choose a favorite smell. Choose something that's related to air, like lavender scented is related to the air property. It's going to come into play in a little bit. A small jar, box, or sacred altar space. Your choice. And a pen and paper. Now, alternatively, you can also use a bay leaf or laurel leaf. And if you want to learn more about that, you can go all the way back to episode nine, our New Year episode last year. But you basically need something to write your intentions on. I feel like you wrote that in on purpose. Okay, so (laughs) it does actually require a pen and paper. And then I remembered how we did last year, our like intention setting on laurel leaves. And Mm -hmm. I was like, dude, if I could have a fresh laurel leaf, I would 100% write, like do this portion of the ritual (laughs) on a laurel leaf. So that's pretty cool. All right. (laughs) You're so clever. (laughs) So you've got all those things. Now you're ready for the ritual. Yeah. So you're going to set up your space and... Depending on your practice, this ritual is going to be a little different for everyone, and it's then that's great. I, I think it should be. And I think your space will be a little bit different for everyone, depending on how you set up your space. So the most important things to think about here are setting aside time for this. Don't do this when you're like, I have 10 minutes between this and the next thing when I got to take my kid to blah, 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 like whatever. Take some time. You're go- like You're going to want to have the opportunity to really explore and make this meaningful. Don't do it in between scheduled items. Do this when you have time. It doesn't have to be done on New Year's Eve. If you want to do it on New Year's Eve, awesome. If you want to do it on New Year's Day, cool. If you want to do it three weeks from now, also fine. (laughs) Do it when you want to, but make sure you've got the time to. Yeah, your New Year starts when you want it to. It could be the middle of Toth. We don't know. Could be. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to want a quiet personal space. So you could do this totally as a group, as friends, family, whatever. But just make sure you're space is free of distractions so you're not going to want to do this with like also harry potter playing in the background or something like that you know just just take a quiet space and you may want to cleanse this which could mean smoke cleansing it could mean just tidying up the biggest thing is that it's a serene place where you can focus and then the last piece is if it is appropriate to your practice open a circle So cast a magic ritual to open and create a magic circle if that is part of your practice. You can do this, I believe personally, without casting a circle. It is completely dependent on what is important to you in and of your practice. Like you can pray without kneeling if that's part of your belief. So you can cast this ritual, you can perform this intention setting without casting a circle if casting a circle is not important to you. So, we got our stuff, we got our space, now we're going to do this ritual. And what we're going to do is call upon the four elements. We're going to use all the stuff that we gathered to cast this ritual and call upon the four elements to set our intentions for the new year. So first, we're going to call upon air. We're going to light our incense to cleanse the past, 
And as the smoke swirls around and you sort of like take a, take a second and watch this, like take a comfortable seat. You're going to be here for a hot minute. <laughs> but, you know, as the smoke swirls around, imagine that it's carrying away negative energy, things that block your goals, things that are hindering you from moving forward. It's taking all of that and it's swirling it just up and away. But also open yourself to this sort of flow of the smoke. And yeah, I know it sounds kind of hippy dippy if you're like listening to this sort of thing for the first time. I just recommend giving it a try. Play pretend for like five minutes <laughs> at the end of this wackadoo year. Create a, a quiet space, light an incense, and just watch the smoke and be aware of how it makes you feel as you watch the smoke rise and twist and think about negative things that have happened this year. Maybe you've lost loved ones. Maybe you've had illness. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe things have just been fucking hard emotionally. Watch the smoke. Take those, twist those, and carry them away. When you're ready, and there's no set amount of time here, so when you're ready, we're going to honor fire. And you're going to light that candle, preferably black, but whatever you've got. You're going to light the candle to ignite change and power over the past. So as it burns, you're going to visualize the past year's struggle being changed into growth, fueling the flames of the new year. You're going to take the past year's struggles and their old ways and things about you or your circumstance that you would like to cast off, shed, change into something prosperous, something growth-worthy, something that brings light, something that makes you happy. And you're going to let that candle burn throughout the rest of the ritual. You're going to honor water. So when you're ready, you're going to take your water and you're going to fill your cup, your chalice, whatever it might be, a pint glass, shot glass, teacup, whatever. And that represents vitality in life. And it's being replenished. So everybody says, you know, drink more water. <laughs> That's often an intention or a resolution for the new year is to drink more water. This is your opportunity to take part of that. And the intention there is that water is something you fucking need. It is replenishing. It is revitalizing. And it makes you healthy. It makes you clear of mind. So take that. And think of your intentions, things that you're starting now to feel about how the last year made you feel and the things that you've gone through and what hopes you have on the horizons and the things that you want to take forward, change, morph goals into the new year. And you're going to put those into this cup. So you're going to think about all those intentions and all the things that you want for the new year and take the cup and you're going to hold it close to your heart and think about those for as long or as short as you need to. And when you're ready, slowly drink and absorb this energy. Taking those, those intentions into yourself. And the last piece of this is you're going to ground them. So with earth, you're going to take a piece of paper or maybe a laurel or bay leaf and write down your intentions or words that represent those particular intentions. So whatever goals you have for yourself, things that are important to you that you want to accomplish in the new year, I recommend sort of more broad spectrum things. So less, um, less goal defining of specific numbers or timelines. Like I want to write a book and more, I would like to write more. 
I would like to be better at writing. I would like to work at this and write every month, whatever, as opposed to a finite, I'd like to write 3000 words kind of thing. I really like that as, as a goal setting technique. I think that if you, you know, set your sights too high, you're more likely to fail, which is something I think that we mentioned in last year's. It is. And it's not even that it's setting them too high. It's that if you set the specific number, which while important for some things, it puts this like sense of failure upon it, as opposed to more of an intention. If you set your intention, you will reach your goal. Right. Right. Yeah. Love it. So yeah, you take, you take this intention or this goal and you wrap that around your quartz crystal. And quartz crystal, again, will like amplify the power of the energy that surrounds it. So you basically wrap your, your energy booster <laughs> with your intentions. Hold it in your hand. And if it is part of your practice, speak your mantra, your truth, a prayer, whatever is important to you that represents, you know, uh, something personal, something, you know, I will, I will try, I care, I'll be more empathetic, whatever it might be that's important to you. Speak it out loud because words have power. And then you're going to take this and you're going to put it, it recommends in a jar. Now, maybe you put it in a mason jar. Maybe you lock it in a little box. Maybe you just make it part of your altar or put it on your work desk. Whatever is important to you. It's a sacred place where you can look at it and be reminded of it. And it can bring power to you to the rest of the year. Cool, dude. Now, the last itty-bitty piece of this is giving thanks. So, we can't take without giving back. And this is, I think, a perfect opportunity to give thanks to everything that has happened in the last year, which is going to be fucking hard. (laughs) (laughs) I get that. But at the same time, maybe it's an opportunity to give thanks to those around you who have loved and supported you. Maybe it's an opportunity to give thanks for the fact that you've had time to do something you hadn't wanted to do uh, beforehand, like For myself, I got a chance to work from home for almost a year now. I didn't know what that was going to be like. I am actually truly thankful for it. Didn't think I would be when it started. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's an opportunity to thank yourself. So just take a moment and really like meditate on putting in the work. You're here. If you are doing this ritual, you are here. You put in the work. You showed up. That's enough for today. Or maybe it's an opportunity to thank a higher power. So if you believe in fairies, guardians, spirits, gods or goddesses, whatever is important to you in your practice, give thanks, give back, and just acknowledge that nobody truly does this alone. That's a really lovely and well thought out ritual. Well, thank you. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And then if it's part of your practice to open a circle, close it. And know that you're stepping into the new year with a new power, new intent, and hold that in your heart. I feel empowered already, and I haven't even done it. (laughs) (laughs) Just thinking about it makes me feel empowered. (laughs) Awesome. Well, why don't we take a little break to really absorb all of that for a second, and then come back and, and have a little reflection of our own. Totally. We will see you soon, which is...
Okay. All right. <laughs> so, some of you might be wondering if we mentioned it in the last year's New Year episode, what were our intentions then? Did we succeed? And what are our intentions for this year? Oh, yeah. I haven't even thought about my intentions for this <laughs> I year. haven't really spent a lot of time about it, on it uh, <laughs> yet either. I think I have spent more time this year than last year thinking about it, though. So that's good. Oh. Well, I think we've all had a little more time this year <laughs> to think about it. <laughs> and there's definitely things where I'm like, as soon as I can, I'm going to do this. But that's not necessarily <laughs> a New Year intention. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to drink a beer at a bar with a comic book without my mask on. Dude, for real. But, I mean, I'd also like to hug a friend. Yeah, <laughs> so, same. you know, like there's ebbs and flows here. <laughs> <laughs> However, last year, again, if you want to go back and listen to it, cool. It's about laurel and bay leaves. But we do spend a ridiculously long time discussing what our thoughts around New Year's are, our intentions, how we felt about 2019, all that good nostalgic time capsule stuff when we had no idea what a shit show of a year this year was going to be. Yeah. We, so, yeah, we <laughs> yeah. really had no idea. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lindsay. Yeah. What was your... Or some of your intentions. Well, a couple of them that I remember. And uh, one of these I totally didn't remember until we like listened to a little bit of last year's episode. But the first one was be nicer to guests at work. Which, to be fair, I'm usually pretty nice. But where are my bartenders at? Some people fucking suck. <laughs> a lot of people fucking suck. And it's just like all you can do to be fake nice to them. So sometimes it's better to just shoot their shit right back at them. I feel like this year must have really tried your patience, man. Well, I didn't work for like five <laughs> oh, months out of the fair year. Enough. So, <laughs> <laughs> But I think all in all, and at least for the first like few months after we recorded last year's New Year's episode, I did make a concerted effort to be nicer to people. And I think that I, you know, succeeded a little bit in that. But then having five months off of work before returning in a very limited capacity to serving people again, five months without seeing people definitely made me nicer to people, for sure. So I would put a check mark next to that. I'm going to I think that's awesome. I like that, although forced upon you, uh, <laughs> that... All in all, the year that was made you maybe reconsider how how to respond, I suppose, to some of those really shitty customers. Yeah. Having watched you navigate the anti-maskers, I have to say I have true love and appreciation for your patience <laughs> and the expanse of them. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's... Um there has to be a lot of patience. There really does. And there has to be a way of handling those situations that doesn't feel to other people like you're berating them, which is tough to do in a situation where people are drinking. But I think, I'm, I think I've got it down, at least in Cambridge. I think I have it down. <laughs> South Shore is another thing. <laughs> I think you've done a wonderful job. And, <laughs> and I think that, you know, your job is hard and frustrating enough. So... You know, being able to also incorporate being 
being nicer, quote unquote, to the customers <laughs> <laughs> probably just makes the whole thing all around a yeah. little bit more positive. Thanks, dude. Yeah. I, I'm always kind, or at least I try to be, but I'm not always fucking nice. Oh, nobody needs to be 100% nice. Ugh. Fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> my second one, and this was the one that I did remember, was that I, my, I was setting an intention to have zero sharts in 2020. Now, the year still isn't completely over. Almost. Ooh. Still not. And there were a couple of really close fucking calls, you guys, but I did not shart in 2020. <laughs> I am going to reset that intention for 2021. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I almost, I, I lost my shit when you said it last year, and I almost lost my shit again this year when you were like, I remember what my intention was. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> You're right. That's exactly, that's 100% what it was. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. It is easier said than done. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't an intention but i feel like through the course of recording and a very limited other social interactions in my life over the past year i feel like i have now become more appreciative uncomfortable with poop talk dude you totally have oh my god i gosh. still hate it oh but my I'm, gosh but i'm but i'm getting there <laughs> So I think that's, I think it's a lovely, <laughs> I think it's a lovely accomplishment for you. Well, thank you. <laughs> so we, as mentioned, went back and listened to that episode last year. And I, uh, last year at the end of 2019, I was a very befuddled individual and didn't quite know what to make of 2020. And I feel like that was somehow prophetic where I was like, I don't really know. I just want to like, I think my intention was I wanted to continue to build on the foundation that I had made thus far. Yeah. Which felt to me as a like, I'm lashing myself to this fucking mast and I'm going to be here in this storm that is about to happen that I don't even know is going to come. <laughs> and, and I'm really thankful that that was the intention I set without knowing that COVID-19 was going to be a thing because I think it helped carry me through that. My, my intention was to like continue to bring strength and build upon the foundation that I had, which was rooted in my creative practices, stronger relationships with friends and family, and more time for me and a true understanding and acceptance of like where my boundaries are. And dude, if I hadn't have had that, I wouldn't have been able to make it through this past year. If I, if I wasn't able to really like be comfortable in my own skin, which is where I spent most of my time <laughs> <laughs> going from a very social office environment and a very like, I, I set my calendar and my mood toward like the next thing that's happening, the next trip, the next concert, the next outing, the next weekend away, like all of those things. I wouldn't have been able to get through and past that mental barrier of like, now what? Without a strong foundation. And so building, my, my intention of continuing to build upon that, I think I've accomplished that. I would say check mark to me in, maybe it didn't accomplish 100% of the goals that I thought that that meant at the time, but I still feel very strong and very rooted and, and able to move forward. And that's the most important thing to me. 
That is super important. You know, I've got to say, I think that you handled all of this really, really well. Because before COVID hit, your calendar was always full. Always. <laughs> you were always doing something, something social. Uh, like you said, going out of town, going to a show, hanging out with friends, doing a LARP, playing D&D, something always something. So I have to imagine that for somebody who's used to having such a cool, a, a full calendar and such an intense social life, all of this must have been really difficult. Yeah, it really was. And I don't think that I fully recognized how difficult it would be in the long term. I definitely remember there was a very distinct day, and I don't even know how far into this it was, where I think it was probably like April flipped to May, where like all the things on the April calendar got canceled. And then I flipped to May and I didn't have anything new written on my calendar. And that, uh, yeah. Okay. Pause. I still <laughs> use an old school wall calendar to arrange my social, <laughs> my social circle with engineer Dan <laughs> so we can both see it because we don't share a G chat calendar or whatever. So it, that was a big deal for me. And I remember crying about it and just being like, I have nothing to look forward to. All the things I had looked forward to and was like in like in June, this is going to happen. And in July, this is going to happen. And in August, this is going to happen. Like I knew like months ahead of time, the things I was going to look forward to. And when all of a sudden those were all stripped away and I was left with nothing's going to happen. I have nothing to do. Man, that was really fucking hard. Yeah. And engineer Dan actually was like, all right, we're going to fix this. You want something on the calendar to look forward to? I got you. <laughs> what are you doing on Wednesday? And I was like, nothing. And he was like, no, 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 no. What do you do every Wednesday night? And I was like, oh, yoga at 730 with Black Widow Yoga. And, and he was like, good, write it on the calendar. And I was like, okay. He's like, well, what do you do on Mondays? And I was like, an alternative class of yoga. <laughs> and, like, and so we went through and we did like, and we wrote down all those little things. So a mushroom delivery from, you know, a local mushroom forager became a big deal. And yoga class became a big deal. And the day that it was like, you know, this is the day that the whatever needs to be put in the ground. And like all of those little things became bigger, more important deals. And I realized I have all these little insignificant things to look forward to that are actually quite significant in my day-to-day -day happiness. Yeah, just as important. Yeah, it was very nice. That is so nice. I love it. I will say, though, I, d I got a pretty big crack out of uh, one of my other intentions that I had actually asked people to, like, tap me on the shoulder if they saw me in public. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Stay your six feet away. <laughs> Was I wanted to carry my tarot cards with me everywhere and do more readings for people. And I will say, although I have not been able to do a random public reading like that, I have actually done more reading this year for others than I have for myself, which is, uh, which is interesting. Something I think I'll think about, uh, but was still incredibly rewarding. So if you are listening and you got a chance to get a reading from me, thank you so much. I really, that was a very meaningful, um, deep and profound experience for me, even if maybe you were all, all about you in the moment. <laughs> But yeah, that was, that was something that was fun. <laughs> You're like, yeah, just walk up to me and tap me on the shoulder. I'll totally do a reading for you. I'm just like, oh God, please don't touch me. <laughs>
I don't think we've reached that level of celebrity just yet, but <laughs> someday, Ronnie, someday. That's fair. I think I was more speaking of, I mean, nine episodes in, I was speaking to my friends 100%. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As we close out our new year episode, Lindsay, thoughts, feelings, reflection on the past year or intentions for 2021? You know, all in all, 2020 wasn't great, but I did get a whole bunch of time to smoke a lot of weed and play video games, which is something that I kind of stopped doing for a while. So that was nice. Hell yeah. Like, like months and months of, of doing just that. <laughs> but I think for 2021, I'm going to try to do less of that again. Not none of that. Just a little bit less because I've got to be real, dude. The video games, like some days are like, 16 hour video game days it's crazy it's like I'm not a 15 year old (laughs) (laughs) which I think are great in digging time for yourself but yeah if you want to strike a a, I suppose a better balance yeah but when you're doing it like six days a week it's like so I'm gonna try to do less of that and I'm gonna try to clean my apartment more often oh that's nice yes I think I did it once this year (laughs) you did it a bunch before you fucking peed in your bathroom that I know that's true yeah I I had the like the like COVID stress cleaning kind of week going on which I cleaned one room and put and then everything else just went to shit but no I'm gonna clean my apartment more this year and also not chart Do your strong, baby. I wish that for you. Dude, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) I think that this is the year where I was forced to learn to do nothing. And that's really hard for me. It's still hard. I, I tend to feel guilty when I'm not being productive in some way each and every day. And I really appreciate that. So taking that into 2021 and finding the balance of um, being comfortable doing nothing and being comfortable when it is time to be productive. But I will also say that one of the things I sort of casually flung out there for last year was having the courage to ask for what I wanted and what I deserved at work, which I did, which I got in terms of responsibilities. And, uh, and that was awesome. And it's a new learning challenge, but... I think I've also lost track of the balance in work. And so taking the time throughout the day for the little things is going to become more important to me, especially working from home. I've learned how to do nothing on my days off and I've learned how to ask for what I want and have the courage to be who I think I can be at work. But now there needs to be a balance between those two things because It's an unhealthy practice to work through lunch every day when you're home all day and never leave the house for three weeks. Fair. (laughs) That's something that I wouldn't have thought of, but that I could also see myself doing. Yeah. And so I've developed some unhealthy habits that way. Things that I used to do when I was in an office to get out of the office, I've stopped doing because I'm at home. And I think that bringing that balance back and having a more holistic view of my entire life as, as a whole, as opposed to my work life and my not work life will be really important. So finding those moments through each and every day to have a cup of tea, to walk outside, to get my lunch or eat my lunch, to have a meaningful conversation with a coworker over video chat or phone call, 
or maybe it's just a quiet moment of I'm going to walk away from my computer to sit in the sunshine for the next 15 minutes, whatever it might be, but bring some of those non-work days, that comfort of doing nothing to my nine to five. Good. Yeah. Good. You should. And then beyond that, we'll just, you know, keep hanging in there, having fun. Yeah. I think we have set really reasonable (laughs) goals for next year. I think so, too. (laughs) If you have set a goal or intention and you want to drop us a line and share it with us, or maybe you try this ritual that we shared earlier and you want to let us know how it went or have questions about it before you do it, you can always drop us a line at 5C2Ppod at Gmail or on Instagram. And we are happy to share, respond, like, give advice, whatever seems appropriate. Yeah, we are. (laughs) But we'll be back in 2021. 2021. And we hope you all have a very merry, happy new year. However you celebrate. But remember, now, next week, and always, no pervs. Fuck Nazis. Totally.